Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one is, how does love and marriage work? This is on the back of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp and really relationships in general in perpetuity over time uh, because we never seem to figure this out or what happens is everyone has their own life and things go wrong in the same way. Uh, I have been engaged once and I have been married once, uh, but I call myself happily divorced. And in fact, a friend of mine, when I was saying I was going to do this subject matter, she said, are you really the best person to do this? And yeah, because my whole approach is learning from my mistakes. And one of the things about marriage that people don't often do is talk about why things didn't work out um, and how they could have worked out. And, and usually what happens is that there's animosity. And so you get one side and you get a lot of vitriol and uh, from bl and blaming the other person. And uh, that doesn't really tell us stuff. So there's been enough time now. And, you know, uh, my the people I've been with get their anonymity. Um, so I didn't really want to talk about this stuff because it's their life too. But now I think it, there's enough space. Uh, I think that, and again, I, I, uh, I like the people I was with. I, I, one of my downfalls and amazing things is I'm always friends with the people I date to include being married to. Uh, so there's no animosity. There's no, I appreciate them as is people and, and in no way am I am I slamming their name but I wanted to kind of go through what happened and and also using examples from other successful marriages and and not successful marriages to try and figure out what what we need to make it work if we want to make it work uh, so that's what this is about I got married uh, I was in a motorcycle accident in 2005 and I had just moved to Southern California. I didn't really have friends or family, but I was dating someone and this accident broke my leg and hip and it put me in the hospital. And really, if I didn't have anywhere to go, I probably would have ended up in some kind of home or something because I couldn't get to the, I, I was living in a guy's house on his second floor. And since I broke my leg and hip, there was no way I could even, once I got out of the hospital, go live at that place. So I needed help. And the person I was dating decided that she was going to help me. And so she moved me into her condo complex and we, um, she, she was my rehab place. And then uh, she asked if we wanted to buy a house together and I, and I, I, I owed her and I also, I, I liked her. I loved her, <clears throat> but I was never a person that, that looked at being with someone. And I think that love and marriage, you have to be geared to want that. And a lot of people are, but there's also this life you want to live and that has to be balanced with it because love and marriage is kind of this insular relationship or can be or wants to be. 
and that can compete with the outside relationship with the rest of the world that may be a professional relationship that you want to build. So I got into this marriage. Uh, she, she asked or she, she said, finally, you know, where, where is this going? Um, she had been married once before and came from a Catholic family and needed society to make this relationship legitimate. So we got married. And I, I think that she's a great person, but she needed different things out of life. And, and I definitely needed things out of different things out of life. I, I felt that the motorcycle accident cut my wings and I was fighting that the whole time with, that we were married. I was trying to look out and build outward and she was she had she wanted to build this this insular relationship between me and her and because of that to have a successful marriage and successful love one you need to be attracted to one another two you have to have trust three you have to have unconditional support for each other you have to want and need the same things, or at least you got to work out the deal. You get this, I get this. And then finally, you have to be able to compromise. And um, those things all have to work. And, and it really is, if you're young, you kind of grow into your situation. You have to, you don't have those things. You don't know what you necessarily want to do. You don't have those opportunities. And then you have to navigate this personal relationship with growing. And I think that's a lot of times women have problems with that because they give up an outside relationship with the world in order to build this family, i.e. they're the main caretakers of the children. Uh, and then that builds resentment because they've lost time and they, they their children finally grow up or get old enough and they, they want to start expanding their outside world. Um, and then obviously with men, you, you have men that have this, this huge drive or this success and that world defines them. And on the, and then the marriage and the love becomes extra and it's this other thing. So you have this one person that has the, let's say stereotypically the wife, the marriage is insular, that that is the thing. That's the main thing. And then the man who is outwardly outwardly focused looks at well the wife takes care of that thing and then i gotta look outward which builds major resentment and 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 there's there's fault in that um that's not to say that those relationships don't work i mean if you every person is different i know people that are in successful relationships that lead very unstereotypic relationships uh, you get one half of the house. I get one half of the house. I do my thing. You do your thing. We come together when we have the opportunity. Um, and that works for them. My landlady, Rita of Rita's World Podcast, amazing lady. She was a dancer and a late 1950s, early 1960s starlet. And she married a comedian. And she always said that she wanted a house and two kids. And she was looking for someone to provide her with that. And this comedian uh, had met her when she was young 
and had said this thing of, hey, someday I'm going to marry you, which is weird, but that was, men said that stuff back then and it was accepted. Uh, but, but she didn't, he, he, he was always respectful. And then when she was 18 or so and looking to expand her universe and wanting the, the kids in the house, she called him back up and, and came to LA and, and they worked out a deal. <laughs> you know, she, she loved him and she also respected him. She said, he never tried to get in my knickers, which was, you know, a respectful man. He can, can, he can control his sex drive monster. But that was very much a, a deal. It's a deal marriage. And those, those happen. The person you are has to match with the deal that you strike. And uh, if you are old and you're looking for love and marriage, you may have to make some compromises. I have some, I have a friend that she's in her forties, never got married, had this long-term relationship with this guy that she wasn't attracted to. Uh, but I think uh, this is a stereotype, but I, I, I feel that women sometimes feel they just need someone and someone is better than no one. Uh, I know my, my ex, I found out that when after we got divorced, she was on the hunt for someone. And I said, well, don't you need to figure out we've been together and this is when it'd be better you be on your own. And she said, I can't do anything else until this is, this is, this is figured out. So it was like a checkbox in her mind. She had to have a relationship before she could move on. So back to my friend, I mean, I think that's why she had this relationship, but she wasn't attracted to him, which is hard. That's, that's a hard thing to, to navigate. So she finally made the leap and said, okay, this is this thing that we've had for 15 years is done, but now she's alone. And, uh, and I think for women being alone and for a lot of men being alone is uh, not good. <laughs> you, you swim in your own head. And uh, socially, we're supposed to be with someone. So uh, I was asking her, because now she's alone. I said, well, who do you want? What do you want? She's in her 40s. So the men that she's looking at, unless she wants a boy toy, which is possible if that's what you want, because there are young men that are looking for older women. Um, I said, well, what do you want in a relationship? And she couldn't really answer that because a lot of people don't do that work to figure out what they want. And then I was kind of probing and asking in a, in, in a fun way. And I joked with her because I said, it sounds like all you want is a cuddle buddy. <laughs> and I mean, that's what you're missing. You're missing cuddling with someone at night. And, and she's not really too much into necessarily sex. So that had to be off the table. You know, she wants a cuddle buddy. <laughs> And if you know that, and if you're looking for that, and if you can find someone, you know, we, we always try and trivialize these things that are like sex and touch that the way we put that, we have to roll that into one person that is our end all be all of everything. And I don't think we necessarily have to do that. Um, 
so I think that when you get married, you get married for a plan. And I was listening to this clinical psychologist and he was saying, people don't get married for themselves. They get married for their children, which my ex-wife had two kids from a previous marriage. They had a great dad. They mainly grew up living with their dad. But I was, when I was there, we, it was very important because I met the kids when they were five and nine. So still young enough, they needed stability in their lives. And now their parents were divorced, but they needed their new, their, their mom's new guy to be stable and part of their life. And it's very true. I mean, we bent over backwards to, to make it okay that I was, I was the stepdad or the, the uncle. I mean, I call myself the best Glenn I, I could be, but I was in the ex-husband's lives. We went over to his house for Christmas morning. <laughs> and so we had to show that we were all cool with each other and we were all, this was a new kind of family. And that stability really helped those kids. So I definitely agree that marriage is not for the people that get involved. Uh, marriage is for the children that get born into that marriage and that, and that stability. So just know that, you know, that it's also for the society around you because they want to know where you are in a relationship. Are you, are you a young man looking for to, to spread your seed or are you a stable member of the society? Are you a woman to be, um, to be hit on, or are you a, a sacrosanct member of another uh, insular relationship that, that, that this, the other thing is that relationship, that marriage relationship is this idea that, that someone else, people outside just don't understand. And I, that was the other thing I wanted to do this because it's not hard. I mean, you just work out the deal, but, but some people can't stand, they have this ideal idea of what a marriage is. Uh, and that has to go with what I think is, is fantasy and fairy tale. You know, we talk, I talked about, you know, men's fantasies being sexual, but really women's fantasies are this marriage thing. And I don't, I don't think they came up with it on their own. I mean, I think families have this fantasy for their, their princess, you know, but the idea for a woman, my same friend who's, um, who's, now single, she'd said, you know, the female fantasy is to is to tame the bad boy with their love. Their love is so extreme that they can tame the bad boy. And they're also looking for someone to treat them as special. And I I'm you know old school feminist from the 90s and so equality, 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 equality. And I can't I can't make right in my head someone to be equal and special. You're either equal or you're not special. And I grew up, my parents, you know, I, I'm not special. I could always be better. So if I'm not special, you're not special. Nobody's special. And when we got, when I got married, you know, my, my wife, it was her second marriage and her first marriage was kind of quick and she wanted the big thing. 
and she wanted it her day. And I was not the guy to be her days because I just kept saying, it's our day. This is my marriage too. <laughs> and she was taken aback by that. She, th this was supposed to be her fantasy, right? Which is another problem. If you're getting married for the fantasy, that's a bad thing. So, uh, I, I, you know, marriage is, is a deal. And, and the thing that I found out about marriage is it's highly emotional over rational. Love and marriage is, is emotion over rationale. And I don't live in that space too well. And I, I equated marriage, love and marriage to emotional abuse uh, because I could never think rationally. I always had to think emotionally, which is awful. <laughs> I, I mean, I think some people enjoy thinking emotionally, but I found myself in 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 anger and love and uh, all of these emotions that made me feel bad. Uh, that was not good. So for me, when I look at what I need out of life, you know, and what what marriage, what love and marriage could offer me, I think it's this this special relationship with someone that no one understands that we have on our own really knowing someone, which I don't need. I, I love talking to new people and what, what I, I, I love doing things like this. Obviously people also get their anonymity. So if I'm going to do something like this, I don't think I need to be dragging anybody else into that. <laughs> they get their own anonymity. I get to share my stuff, but I don't get to share their stuff. Um, and then, and then there's always sex. And I think sex is something that, especially for men, you better figure that out. If your love and marriage and your sex drives aren't the same, but women have this too, have hit this too. I mean, that can, that can knock a relationship off. So we trivialize sex and we tri trivialize intimacy, but if you're not attracted to that person and if they're not doing it for you and you're not doing it for them, that's a problem. Uh, so for me, I just, I realized that, a, a marriage could give me that deep relationship with someone, which I didn't need. And it could give me sex conceivably, which I didn't need. So why do I need love and marriage? I, I really don't. I'm, I'm outwardly focused. I'm trying to build whatever I'm building professionally. So those are my thoughts on love and marriage. What do you think? Does does any of this ring with you? Does it work? Does your marriage work for you? Does your marriage not work for you? How does that not work out? And I think, again, talking about it is the best solution and really understanding what your needs are and communicating those. I always say love and marriage is a, is a constant contract because... I always thought this is ridiculous. Why am I signing a document to be with this person in perpetuity, not knowing who this person is or being able to grow with this person uh, and, 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 and signing something for the unknown. If that's a real hard deal, <laughs> you know, you're signing, it's like emotional debt for the rest of your life. Ah, what? <laughs> so those are my thoughts. What do you think? Thanks.